Roboto. What is up? Hello, hello, hello. I didn't Are we early? Uh, yeah, but that's what you wanted to do. I know, I did. And since it's Mother's Day, I couldn't say no. That's true. So, we're so here. So, anything early. I ask for today, I get? Almost. I've already asked for a pool. Yeah, I know, but, and then you asked for something else. What was it? You mean for Mother's Day? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A mirror. Well, okay, yes. That's what I originally wanted. A pool, a mirror, and then to start the show early, but it's like yes. a genie, so you only get three. <laughs> <laughs> so you've used them all. Oh. I'm sorry, but there's next Mother's Day. Yeah. So I guess it's been a nice day though. Has it? It's been beautiful weather. Didn't get bitten by a snake. Well, I was good. Got we to went to go visit my mom. Went to visit your mom. We yes. went down to the uh, pond down by her house. Yes. We watched the fish. We didn't go fishing. I forgot my fishing pole. But uh, we went down there and. Like you said, didn't get bit by a snake, which is good. I have an irrational fear of snakes. I don't do snakes. Yeah. Well, you sure do like to go places where the snakes hang out. I'd freak out if I saw one, honestly. Would you? Yeah. Would you jump on my back? Probably. I'd push you down and then run away. Oh, my God. See, I knew. Even on is Mother's that why Day. You, is that why you invited me to the pond? Yeah. You're my safety net. I was the bait. You were the bait. Snake Thank you bait. for the Mother's Day wishes. What's up? What's up, everybody? Corey, Shoddy, Bama Phoenix, Cindy, everybody's in the house. I messaged Kim, by the way. Yeah, I knew it w- we would probably be a little off this week just yeah. because our normal people aren't used to Seven whatever. on Sundays. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, we said it last week, but, you know, I think it's going to work out better. I know for us... But the other big thing is making sure that we are doing it at a, at a time that's convenient for everybody. We get a lot of people that go listen to the audio after the fact, but mm-hmm. uh, for some of y'all winding down for the, from the weekend on Sunday nights, maybe it'll be easier uh, for y'all to kind of hang out, even if it's just for a few minutes with us yeah. as you prepare for a crappy Monday. So... Anyway, that's why we're here. Yeah. We're here to make your uh, your weekends just a little bit better. There just you go. Just a little bit better. So we're going to get the um, political talk out of the way? Yeah, we can do that. A lot, I, I, a lot of people have been asking me about the 2,000 mules, which for those of you that listen to the radio show, you've heard me, you heard me talk about it on Tuesday. You really mm-hmm. heard me talk about it every day, but... Uh, I broke it down on Tuesday to kind of give everybody an idea of what it's about and why it's so important that you go watch it. Now, I think the best thing for us to do at this point in the show is going to be to play the trailer mm-hmm. for the movie. Okay. And that can give people a general idea, and then we can just kind of break it down on the other side as to uh, what it entails. Now, if I can remember... After this show, when I upload it to the platforms, mm-hmm. I will try to put what is currently the free way to watch 2,000 Mules. Okay. Because there's a BitChute link, and I don't know how long it's going to stay up. I assume since it's on BitChute, that's kind of a free-for-all on that site, so I don't imagine it would get pulled down. But the one that I have, I will put on there because... 
don't get me wrong. I, I like to contribute to the cause, but at the same time, I'm like, Dinesh D'Souza's probably got enough money, so it's more important for me that you all see the movie than it is Dinesh D'Souza gets the 20 bucks that it costs to watch it online, right. although it is well, well worth the, the 20 bucks. Is it kind of like um, us all sharing our Netflix password? Basically. Okay. I'm just I'm yeah. just sharing my Netflix password right. with everybody. With so. a few people. Um, but... To start this off, I want y'all to watch the official trailer. We have trailer. put together, I think the- Lord have mercy. It just jumped on most me. Most extent- Stop. We Joe, Joe Biden, stop put it. Together. Stop it. Hold on. <laughs> Let me just- <laughs> Good Lord, sir. Calm down. Calm down, Uncle Joe. All right, so there's got to be- Let's- Okay, I got it now. Okay, okay, we're good. So, um, yeah, this is the official trailer. Um, and again, I will try to put the link, the bit shoot link in, in the description. But if you want to pay for it, go to 2000mules.com and that'll be the way to see it. Here is the trailer for 2000 Mules. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud what the why is it gonna freeze on me like that after all the work i put into getting this up let's try again we have put together i think the most okay screw you buddy screw you buddy i'll get it somewhere else that's not a good look though that the 2000 mules website is struggling to they got a lot going on on are you done Come on. Why is it doing that to me? All right. Let's try one more time. You think YouTube's got it? I highly doubt it. It's probably been censored off if you have... Trailer. Let's see. This is not a good start to... Um, not a good start to our uh, show. Let's try. Yeah, they've done everything they can to... Bury it. Suppress it. Let's try it this way. 2,000 mules trailer um i noticed trump talked about it the other day at his rally he had a showing at mar-a-lago and actually had dinesh d'souza at that rally i think it was in um pennsylvania here's uh the first when i type in 2000 mules trailer the first article pops up says the faulty premise of 2000 mules trailer <laughs> i uh, mean you can't from politifact the thing is is you can't argue with video. Right. Well, you know, the, I mean, it's video of it happening. It, it's a lot of stuff put together and packaged in a way that shows you, hey, look it up yourself. Mm -hmm. The evidence is there. All right, here we go. Let's try this again. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Let me say it again. The 2020 election was the most secure election in American history. Let me begin by asking a very simple question. Do we know the truth about what really happened in the 2020 election? I think millions of Americans know something went wrong, and they have little pieces, and no one's really put it together. I'm agnostic on this question, and I, I am awaiting more information. If I believed the president were a Nazi, I might steal an election. Bold, 
accusations require bold evidence, and they haven't seen it. We have been working on something big. Show me the money. Can we meet? I've been working with Greg Phillips. He has a deep background in election intelligence. True the Vote has the largest store of election intelligence for the 2020 elections in the world. No one has more data than we do. We identified in Atlanta 242 mules that went to an average of 24 drop boxes. But Philadelphia alone, we've identified more than 1,100 mules. What is a mule? person picking up ballots and running them to the drop boxes. This is not grandma out walking her dog. Bad backgrounds, bad reputations. They are interested in one thing, that's money. And in no shape, in no way, in no time is that legal. This is organized crime. Do you have video evidence? Four million minutes of surveillance video around the country. What you're about to see is disturbing. So this is uh, 1 o'clock in the morning. Don't we all vote at 1 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> one night, this person, this mule, went across six counties to 27 different drop boxes. I call it the Mexican Mafia, seriously, because uh, they, they work like that. This is jaw-dropping. What you showed is frightening. It's just sickening to me. Now we come to the most important question of all. Was the magnitude of vote trafficking enough to tip the balance in the 2020 presidential election? It's not a leap to say this would have made a difference. They have ruined election day in the United States of America. That's provable. And that's enough for me to fight the left with every fiber in my body. Without free and fair elections, we are not a democracy. We are a criminal cartel masquerading as a democracy. I'm telling y'all, like, I get, I get chills just watching that trailer. So is Trish right now. Like, <laughs> she's got chills. Uh, it's, it's very, it's very powerful. I'm also, I'm, I'm really kind of disappointed that I can't just sit here and just stream the movie to y'all. I know. Well, I you actually know? talked about that. I was like, do you <laughs> think we could actually just stream it? I, I could, but the, the battle that we have on this, you know, our Twitch people are, are more likely to stay, but people that are catching us on Facebook, they're on Facebook to scroll, look through everybody's Mother's Day pictures and everything else, so they're not going to stay on it, but... Um, what I'm going to do for the live version, uh, I'm going to go ahead and send you guys on Twitch the link. And if you will go in the chat on Facebook and post the link, I'm about to send it in our messenger. Okay. I've already got um, it. So you guys can go ahead. Oh, you've got the one. Oh, yeah, because I sent it to you earlier. Um. For you guys that are watching now, you can save this link, and then after the show, you can turn around and, and watch it. So um, so I'm going to give you kind of a synopsis off the top of my head as to what you will see when you watch 2,000 Mules. Um, the trailer did a very good job of explaining almost the entirety of the movie, but the the importance of seeing the entire movie is the the fine details. Well, and it and it does show that it's both parties. It's not just one side or the other. 
in this particular case, you know, they're covering the election, but both parties are involved in this. Yeah, and and when it comes down to it, and I've said it for a long time on the show and other places that um there by the way, those those of you that are in the Twitch stream, I just sent the um I just sent the the link. I've said it for a long time. Both sides cheat to an extent, but mm-hmm. the the left is more brazen in their cheating and really more committed to it. What what normally happens, the majority of what happens on a federal level, right, is the left invests their time, energy, and money into how they can bend and break the rules. The right spends their time, energy, and money trying to figure out how to stop the left from doing so, but the left is much better at their side of it than the right is at their side of it. The The right Republicans absolutely suck at maintaining the integrity of elections. You can look back in Georgia. You can look at Raffensperger. You can look at these officials all across the country, that, even in Congress, that threw their hands up, and they're like, nah, I don't have the balls to... to push back and question what happened. Now, when you get more local on a state level, you can see a plethora of of instances of cheating on both sides. It's possibly even when it comes down to it. Well, it's a lot hard to do it on a federal level. It takes a lot of planning and hush-hush. Well, it took a a respiratory virus from China for them to be able to do it on this scale. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, whether they were the ones that put it there for that reason or if it was just happenstance and they took advantage of it. That's what allowed them to do this. They would have never been able to sell to even politicians the fact that Joe Biden got 81 million votes in the mail that came in between midnight and 4 a.m. if it had not been for COVID. Well, and that's about the time that everybody started thinking nothing surprises me anymore. You know, if you remember during lockdowns, everything was so abnormal that nothing surprised you anymore. Like, right. yeah, that I'm not surprised. I, con- I found myself constantly saying that, you know. So. Yep. I'm trying to look and see if I can't give y'all some numbers real quick. I had an article that gave me a lot of good details that I used on the show on Tuesday. Um, and let me just look real quick. I know I've gotten an email. Yep, there it is. First one. Boom. Look at me go. All right. So this this article does an amazing job explaining it. And I'm just going to kind of read through it a little bit. Just a couple of paragraphs for you guys. Um, it says... True the Vote, which is the organization that Dinesh D'Souza linked up with in order to... nonpartisan. Nonpartisan group. They're not politically involved in anything. They just are very good at investigating things on a technological level. And they used geotracking as the foundation of their investigation, which is a very standard thing that advertisers use when uh, targeting you and, and giving you certain advertisements. For instance, your location would dictate what ads you see on Facebook. Right. You know that, depending on where you've been, what state you're in, whatever. Even the things you say out loud. It's mm-hmm. always tracking you. It's always following you. So it says, True Vote brought 
they bought three trillion geolocation signals from cell phones that were near drop boxes and also near election nonprofits between October 1st, 2020 and to the election November 3rd, 2020. Uh, and then they bought another batch of them only in Georgia, which had their own election from November 3rd through January 6th, which was their runoff for the Warnock and uh, what's the other D-bag's name? He looks like Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> I, I can't even remember now. Nonetheless, they went searching for mules, which are operatives who picked up ballots from the election NGOs, the election nonprofits. Uh, such as Stacey Abrams, Far Right Action, that's an NGO, and then carried them to different drop boxes, depositing between 10, three and 10 ballots before moving to the next drop box. So the founder, True the Vote, chose the term mule because it felt like a cartel, felt like trafficking, da-da-da-da-da. Um, the data analysis, Greg Phillips, he's in the movie, he set a threshold for each mule to visit at least 10 drop boxes within a defined area, and at least five visits to one or more of the nonprofits. Of the nonprofits. Okay. So that's the bar that they set. They say, okay, well, we're only going to track the people that are going to at least 10 drop boxes and making at least five visits to these nonprofits. For example, in the Atlanta metro area, they drew a line around 309 drop boxes just in Atlanta. This is not all of Atlanta, this is a portion of Atlanta. Right. And bought. All the cell phone data of the people that have been near those drop boxes and nonprofits that narrowed their search down to 2,000 people in that portion of Atlanta that had this weird behavior of going to multiple drop boxes, back to the NGOs, back to multiple drop boxes where it was obvious they were doing something. Right. Then they went looking for public surveillance camera footage to those drop boxes to find out if that cell phone data was matching people going from these nonprofits to the drop boxes, and it, in fact, showed that right. on video, showing them dropping off multiple ballots at a time in the middle of the night and then scurrying back to their car as if they had just robbed the convenience store. Some of them putting so many ballots in, they would drop them on the ground. A car pulls up to the box <laughs> you know? after midnight. A man gets out. He looks around. He approaches the box, takes a handful of ballots, Stuffs them in there and hightails it out. Then he goes to the next box. And then they repeat the process again and again and again. Obviously showing that at each drop box as he stuffs ballots in there, he's got more in his in his car. Right. He's not even going back to the NGO at that time. He's just going to the next drop box to grab another fistful of, of, uh, of ballots and going to dump them off. Now, the only thing in this instance that would make it legal is if you were taking the ballots of your family members. Mm -hmm. Now, these guys were in one round trip to different drop boxes. They would be dropping off, you know, possibly 100 ballots within, you know, five to 10 trips. You don't have 100 family members you're casting a vote for. No. Uh, after December 23rd, this is during the runoff, uh, this guy noticed mules in Georgia started wearing gloves. He pinpoints the change to an indictment from a ballot stuffing incident in Arizona on November on December 22nd, the day before, 
And the way the FBI was able to catch those ballot stuffers was by their fingerprints. Right. Those people get indicted for ballot stuffing, and then the next day, these mules, these same mules, start wearing gloves. Which you can see in the videos. You can see it in the videos. They put the ballots in. Then they take their gloves off and throw them in the trash. Right. Right next to the ballot box. Right. They all do it. (laughs) So for each of the 2,000 mules, the average number of drop box visits were 38, with an average of five ballots deposited per visit. That would, just in that portion of Atlanta, would have added 380,000 votes to the total right. for the state of Georgia in the election. And that's just that area. And with a high bar set. Right. There's, so, there's more mules under yeah, that that so they're not they, even counting. If they went to nine boxes, they weren't on the list. In the state of Michigan, Mm -hmm. they had, with that same bar, identified 500 mules that averaged 50 drop box visits. And at five ballots per drop, we're just summing that up, it could have been more. That gives you 125,000 votes, uh, which would have been really just shy of the difference between Trump and Biden. But again, you've got the high bar. Well, and you're also saying in Michigan, but we're talking about one city, one area of Michigan, not the whole state. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is just one concentrated area of each of these states that they're talking about. They did it in Arizona where they identified 200 mules. And the most shocking one was in Philadelphia, just Philadelphia, They identified with that high bar 1,100 mules that averaged 50 Dropbox visits, which would account for 275,000 votes. And all of this, if you add all this up just on this high standard, it would have swung the election easy. And that's not the whole country. That's just these five areas. And then people would ask you, hey, okay, well, how do you know that these ballots are... Going for Biden. How do you know they're not going for Trump? And you don't. But they wanted to investigate that as well. So what did they do? They started seeing where the other places these same devices were showing up. Each phone has its own identification number, right? So these these, uh, geo-tracking things are just dots on a map, but each one has its own specific identity. And they started noticing a trend of the same dots that were going to the drop boxes were showing up at Antifa riots and Black Lives Matter rallies. Y'all can do the math on that. Right. And so there's not a lot of there's not a lot of people ballot stuffing for Trump that are at Black Lives Matter. Well, not Matter only rallies. that, but the nonprofits that they were going to to get the ballots were not right leaning organizations exactly so that was the main clue right there you don't go to stacy abrams ngo and and get a bunch of uh, republican but yeah <laughs> you know and and they don't they're not making these up they're they're using actual names actual people but they're just pulling them off the voter rolls because they know there's a tremendous amount of people that aren't voting. Mm-hmm. They might be dead. They might have moved out of state. They might be in a nursing home. Uh, listen, they showed videos of these nurses in nursing homes like telling these people, this is who you're going to vote for. This is what you're going to do. Forcing them to you vote and, and, and residents at the nursing home saying, I don't want to vote. And they're like, no, right. you have to vote. People that weren't even conscious. Like right. people that didn't have their faculties at all 
were voting in the election. It's wild, y'all. It is. And the way that this organization started was this particular woman just wanted to help find people to run her local polling place. So she started, you know, trying to find people to run the polling place and to train them locally just so that they would have people on election day. And slowly over time, it just kind of grew into, you know, um, an organization that made sure that voting was fair. It was on the up and up and she's nonpartisan. It was nothing to do with I'm a Republican wanting to catch Democrats or vice versa. Right. You know, and I think that's important to know, too that they do talk about both sides cheating. Yeah, they're like, we don't care who's cheating. We just care about the cheating. We want the integrity of the elections to be pr- protected. And you know? so it, it's it's crazy. It, and the biggest question, the, the most uh, often question that I've gotten has been, well, what are we supposed to do about it? How, how are you going to stop them? They're just going to keep doing it and keep doing it. They will if we let them. The thing is, is waking people up to what's going on. And I know as passionate as people are about even the figure of Donald Trump, you know, our country remaining the land of the free with fair elections is, uh, is, is so much bigger than Trump, okay? Trump just happens to be a guy that actually is doing what he said he was going to do, and it is a shock to the system for everybody because we've never seen that before, not in our lifetime. Well, do you know what Trump? This- the the thing is that's going to have to happen is people are going to have to see this mm-hmm. and concerned patriots when it comes to the elections are going to have to get involved and get with their local Republican chapters. Uh, their local RNCs or whatever, and say, hey, I want to volunteer my time to watch polls, be a uh, a, 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 a spectator at a, a, a counting center to watch over the people that are counting the votes. I want to stand guard in, for a six- or eight-hour shift at a drop box to watch for suspicious behavior. That's going to happen all across the country, especially in these major cities mm-hmm. where they've done this to keep it from happening again. Because by law, they were required to have cameras on every Dropbox across the country with 24-hour surveillance. And thank God they did on some of them. And that's how these this True the Vote organization was able to get their hands on video that matched the geotracking. But they said there were so many drop boxes that were mm-hmm. under their investigation where the cameras weren't working or they were turned off. They even showed a letter from one county where it said they, it was they in requested. Georgia, it? I think, yeah, I think yeah. it was in Georgia. They requested the video footage, and their reply was, We don't have the footage. And we don't have any other comment on the situation. We don't have an explanation. We don't have why an explanation for why we don't have right. it. And that was it. But you know what? Part of what needs to happen is that you need to make other people aware. And you have to, you know, my daughter, for instance, today, I told her, you need to watch this. It's both sides cheating. But you're 25 years old. You need to watch this so you understand 
what is going on right now because, you know, she's talking, we need to vote, I need to get my friends together to do this, that, and the other, and it's like, you need to watch this so that you fully understand how this is working right now. And what this made me think a lot of is, do you remember um, the woman that went and spoke in front of Congress um, about the Second Amendment that was in that um, Texas cafe and her parents were shot? Yes. And the line she says is, the Second Amendment is to protect us from you guys. Yeah. Okay? That's how this is going to stop, is if we stand up and we stand together and demand that they fix this. That's and, the only way. And and when this was brought up, it, and it really made me realize kind of what, what they're angling for uh, was an explanation or rebuttal of that to say, well, there's there's no point. It's, you know, it's, it's going to be, they're just going to continue to screw us over. It's going to repeat the cycle. So there's no point in even me attempting to whether it's cast a vote or care if they're cheating or whatever, because they're just going to do it anyway. And that's what they want. Mm-hmm. They want you to feel like defeated, defeated. And, no and right. those that know they cheated, they want those people, especially to feel, to feel defeated, to say, well, I mean, there's nothing I can do. I'm just one person. I can't stop them from doing this. So I'm just going to have to give up and we'll, Deal with the consequences and adapt. That's what they want. Well, united, we stand. Divided, we fall. That's it. And if we don't reach out to the people that don't think like us and show them this evidence and approach it in a way to where they don't go into it cynical, go into it like thinking, okay, it's both sides. We need to work together to fix our voting system. That's all we have in this country to separate us from a lot of the stuff that goes on around the world is the right to vote people in and out of office that make these decisions. Well, they're showing us right now we don't have that anymore. Yeah, that's all. If they take that away that's from all you, you have. you've got nothing. Right. And so it's now or never. Like, seriously. When it comes to, to pitching this movie to your friends, whether mm-hmm. they're political or they're on the opposite side that you are, pitch it to them, as Trish said, that this is not a partisan documentary This is simply showing the results of an investigation that is very disturbing that uh, will, if if something doesn't change, will go to that old saying that so many people say, I don't vote because my vote doesn't make a difference. My vote really doesn't count. The people who, who have said that, and for those that are politically savvy and those that do vote, like us, that's aggravating to hear people say that, but they will be 100% true if mm-hmm. we don't fix this. Yeah. It's so, very important. Whew. It's wild. It's wild, baby. So uh, that's why I was so adamant about it on Tuesday after we watched it with Tony and Amy. We were just like, oh, my God. Y'all know me. I've been calling this the, the biggest domestic scandal in our lifetime, by far the mm-hmm. biggest domestic scandal. I mean, you know, you say September 11th was, whatever. This is the biggest scam on the American people that I have ever seen. I knew it going into that movie Monday night. But the and evidence I still left, is there. I, yeah, I still yeah. left shocked. That's how big it is. And listen, you guys get to watch it from the comfort of your own home. We had to sit in a room filled with Chanel Number no. 5 and... What was that white diamonds perfume? 
Yeah. That was lofting through the well, air. Was, <laughs> a bunch of old people. That was the thing is like... Uh, <laughs> I just kept thinking, dang, the perfume's strong. In well, I, I started noticing some younger people in there. When I say younger people, <laughs> I mean like people our age. But um, there was a lot of old people. It looked like a lot of lot of uh, elderly church groups in there. Mm-hmm. But everybody was there for the same reason. The country club showed up. Yeah. They knew. <laughs> they knew what had happened but they wanted to see this. They wanted to see the proof because the argument had always been. Right. You don't have any hard evidence. And that's why the left has been able to dismiss it, label it as misinformation, and strip it from the internet for so long because you didn't have this hard, hard evidence. Listen, and they didn't even cover the stuff that was semi on the news of, you know, the the location shutting down and vans pulling up and dumping ballots all night and things like that. They strictly covered these five areas that had cameras on them so that you couldn't argue against this film. Yeah. It's literally like in black and white, people's faces aren't blurred out. You see the people. Well, a few of them were. They even blurred out one guy's dog. (laughs) A lot of them weren't. You can see these people repeatedly going in the same clothes, the same car, over and over and over again to these spots. And so you can't argue against it. You can't say they edited this. Right. You can see it. Well, and it's I, right there. I just thought about, too, um, you're right. They didn't spend any time uh, wasting time in the movie to mm. talk about things we already knew about. We knew about the truck showing up in the middle of the night. They didn't spend time talking about the, the counters in Georgia pulling briefcases suitcases out from under tables after everybody left they didn't talk about the counting centers in michigan where they started putting up poster board on the window so right. people couldn't watch they they didn't even spend any time no. on that because they're like we all saw that this is enough Here, here's here's mm-hmm. the hard evidence of what happened right you can see it in black and white in video you can't argue that. Bama, Bama Phoenix says they use the cameras off excuse in the in the white case. I don't know what that means. Hmm. He says I work, I work with security systems. They do not fail like this. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's almost every time in those situations, it's such an excuse, such an excuse. They didn't even try to make an excuse. They just said, we don't have an excuse. That was pretty shocking. Yeah. We have no explanation for it. We're not even going to try. They're like, we know you're looking for it. We know why you're looking for it. We don't have it. So buzz off. (laughs) Not you, Kim. Don't buzz off, Kim. No, not you, Kim. We're glad you're here. (laughs) Angie's in the house. Mark's in the house. What's up, guys? We we threw everybody off because we came in early. Well, I was just thinking six o'clock's a good time on a Sunday night. It gives us the rest of the evening to make dinner and kind of hang out a little bit before starting our week going yeah. to bed, you know. Yeah, it works a lot better for us to be able to to get this early and it it helps uh, like our biggest obstacle was saying, God, man, I don't feel like doing it tonight or we got to do this, we got to do And that. the whole point was to have fun doing it. You right. I feel like we're being made to. It's going to be a lot easier for us to do it. Yeah. Oh, Casey and Vicky White, he said. Yeah. My bad. Duh. He's By like, the way, that uh, I know a lot of y'all saw on, on Facebook, somebody created a Facebook event uh, for Vicky White's retirement party, and it was at the escape room in Florence. 
<laughs> the escape room. That's the, funny. the escape room. Yeah, and so and they also said uh, Vicky is registered at Kohl's and some sort of adult novelty store. Oh my god, people are so funny. And that that, that event is actually scheduled for fifteen minutes from now. So, oh wow, maybe yeah. we should attend. We should go. Your uh-huh. your daughter's on the way up there. Yes, she, she is. My daughter lives up there. <laughs> I haven't been paying attention to that case at all. Have you? Oh yeah, we've talked about it. I I have not talked about it on the show as much as everybody else has, mm-hmm. but we've mentioned it. I've been so all over the the political stuff. Um but when it comes to that, so here's kind of some some of the newest details they have. Uh they got video footage of her loading him in the car. Mm-hmm. They drove to a a parking lot where she had her Ford Edge that she had just purchased parked. Right. They jumped in that and took off. Is that the orange car? The orange car. Okay. And then, turns out, within like that next Monday, that car's found abandoned in Tennessee. Well, it just gets towed by the local towing company, and they stick it in their yard. For seven days, that car sits in that tow yard, and the tow company doesn't realize they have it. And everyone's looking for that car. And it just hits them one day, and they're like, oh, crap, we've got one of those cars. They go, look, sure enough, it's their car. They go, search the car, all the stuff's gone out of it. It's even got green spray paint on the side as if they were attempting to paint, change the color change the color of the car, but right. then gave up. Yeah, like, why do you buy an orange car if you're trying to blend in? Go buy a white car. Uh, right. You know? Um. So so that happens. Then they, they give out the details that she had just sold her home. So she had a wad of cash that's only going to last so long. She had bought... An AR. She bought a shotgun. She bought a nine millimeter. So they're assuming they are uh, armed and dangerous. Well, yeah. A lot of people assumed that they were going to be headed to Mexico, but if the car was abandoned in Tennessee, that would give you the feeling that they are not going to Mexico. Maybe, maybe they're, they're going, going to Appalachian Trail or yeah, something. Yeah, maybe they're going to Canada. Maybe they're going to ST's house. We don't know. They might be at ST's I'll house. Maybe going to Jackson, We do Tennessee. have a funny story. One of the Uber drivers in our group um, a couple of nights ago went to drop a passenger off at the motel, and the gas station clerk saw the two of them and thought it was the couple. So he had like five or six police cars surround his car. Come out with guns Come and everything. Come out with guns and everything, thinking he was uh, this couple. I thought that was pretty funny. How scary would they, you be? And then when they got up on him, they started laughing. They realized it wasn't him, but... <laughs> I'm like, come on, cuh. I mean, uh, better safe than sorry. You're talking yeah. about 15 Gs. We get that reward money. Man, let's go hunting. We could. Well, I, you know, um, I'm, I don't think I'm allowed to say his name, but uh, the guy I was talking about earlier with the post that was... Uh, the funny post I showed you. What was it? About the painting of the, the fast food people. Yes. He used to be a bounty hunter. Oh, uh, okay. So he could probably give us some tips on like how to get on these people's trail. I don't know. Gas is too high to look for these people. By the time we find them, we're going to sp- spend $15,000 in gas. Oh, that's true. Very, very it's almost true. $4. It's over $4 again in some places. I know. I was thinking about us going to Missouri this summer. And how much we're going to spend in it's gas. It's not this summer. It's like uh, four weeks from I know, now. but I was I was starting to think, like, God, it might be cheaper to fly. I was thinking that, too, honestly. Mm-hmm. But we just got to buy three tickets. Yeah, round trip. Oy vey. Mm-hmm. Have you checked the prices? Uh, Kyla did. You hear shut our cats? Up, Don't tell my kitty cats to shut, shut up. Shut up. Don't do it. Don't do it. 
Uh, let's see. Who do we got? Uh, Cheeto says it's nuts. They said that she was visiting him in prison and using aliases. Yeah, they said that for like two years she had been visiting before he was transferred over, but then they retracted that. So, yeah, did they prove it to be true? I heard someone else say that his brother has been missing for some time now. Yeah, his brother had been missing. Well, you know more about this case. No, than I, I do. do rem- well, I'm not paying attention to it like I normally do with cases. Yeah, you know, the whole thing is so effed up. I dealt with uh, detainees in Baghdad, and there was at least four sign in and out points just to uh, tran- just to transfer. A database, they can't, uh, to transfer a detainee from one point to another on the same damn compound, this don't fly Well, that's me. that's what made no sense to me is how she got out the door. But was he in some podunk, like, small town facility? It was like Lauderdale County, was mm-hmm. it? And she was the boss, right? Yeah, she was like supervisor Yeah, or she was like in charge. So. Well, it, it's... You know, you have to say that this was planned out on her part if she was taking him to a mental evaluation that did not exist. Like, there was no appointment. Right, of course. Um, How soon did she plan that out? Did she plan it when she sold her house? Did she plan it when she she bought the guns? Okay, we're in a housing, a seller's market right now. And she took, I think, ninety thousand for her house that was worth almost two hundred thousand. So clearly, oh, she needed to sell it. She then. sold it quick. And how about the buyers on that deal? Like, how lucky are they? I wonder if, if uh, uh, Pamela and and Russell are the ones who sold that house because you know they're that's Maybe. their market. Maybe so. Oh, that's funny. I should hit them up. I mean, who knows? But this is crazy. Like, I don't understand how. Well, I guess if it's in small town, little jail. Bama Phoenix why. says the kid is trying to tell y'all's secrets. Man, that cat, what that cat's seen. He's just mm. attached to me, that's all. Just glad that cat don't speak English. Wow, these kids. These Could start its own podcast. <laughs> It'd be like, the things I've seen. The things I've heard around this house. Right. Um... So yeah, well, that's uh, that's gonna keep going on and on. And then and of course we got Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Like this whole situation's getting crazy. I've too. seen a couple things on TikTok and uh, Instagram reels that were were a little bizarre. Uh, <laughs> the one was like something along the lines of she's doing coke on the stand. Yeah, there's that one. <laughs> then there's another one where Johnny Depp, I guess, is having to read some of his old messages where he's like, yo, where is that whore that I donated sperm to or something like that? Oh <laughs> it's like so funny. But yeah, the, the thing I, the thing you're talking about with the Coke and looking like she's doing Coke on the stand, I, I don't know if I buy that. I think she's just trying to dig a booger out, but I don't know. <laughs> y'all can be the judge. Y'all tell me what y'all think. <laughs> I don't know why the music's got to be so loud, though. <laughs> like, jeez. <laughs> Just play the video. <laughs> That's the one everyone's going nuts with right now. All right, she's... so here she goes. She looks down. She's getting her cocaine ready. Shoop! And also, have you seen the people that are reenacting 
like um, her testimony on TikTok. No, send it to me. <laughs> they'll take like um, something she's testified to and they'll reenact it to show how impossible it is that that particular scenario happened. What do you have them? Do you have? Well, I can find them real quick. I mean, no, I don't, I'm saved. But send them, send them, send them. <laughs> it's just funny. Ben Shapiro tore that case up. Bama Phoenix said. I keep reading. I keep reading Bama's comments. I feel like this is the Bama Phoenix show. Stop typing, Bama. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, just kidding. <laughs> hey, where's our buddy uh, Brian? Where's the weed hopper who? Used to send us beef jerky. I know he had surgery and stuff, but I need some beef jerky to take to the station. Oh, and speaking of... What was I just going to say? I don't know. I'm busy over here trying to get you some videos. How many of y'all are coming out to the 99.5 events to come hang out with us, to come meet everybody? And I don't want to hear no excuses from not near one of y'all. I want you to just tell me you're coming. I'd rather you lie to me. Tell me you're coming and then not come than to tell me you're not coming right now. May the 26th, which is a Thursday, is the Jawbone Jam. That is like the that's the WrestleMania of 99.5. Jawbone Jam on May 26th. That is at um, Iron City, downtown Birmingham. Brought to you by Iron City. Brought to you by the Knowles Group. We're going to have three different bands playing live music. Richard's in one band. Leland's in another one. And I'll be broadcasting live from Iron City. I'll be doing Leland's show for him as he gets ready to take the stage or get his band Turd Ferguson ready or whatever. I asked him why he came up with that name and he's like, oh, we just... We didn't have a name, so we had to come up with something. And I was like, let's just call it Turd Ferguson so Valerie has to say it on the radio station. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. Works for me. Uh, Mama says, bite me, Andrew. (laughs) You're still a little dead to me. You're still a little dead to you? What? I don't know. I think he's mad at me. He says he's here for you, though. He's here for me? Mm -hmm. Well, welcome. We're here for you, too. Okay, so um, I'm sending you, um, I wish I would have just saved them at the time to make sure that they were good ones. Well, we'll just find out if they're good ones as we go. I'll play it, and if it sucks, we'll talk about how it sucks. Well, but, I think what's so funny is so many people are reenacting them. I sent one to you already. By the way, can I, I give you all a little advice? These are Mother's Day flowers right here. And for you guys that are buying flowers for your girl, whether it's Mother's Day or whatever, here's a little bit of advice. These flowers may not look that good. But the key to it as a guy, and I know we're not florist or anything, but here's the key. When you go... I actually got these from Walmart, so they're not as good as what we normally get. Uh, when you go get flowers... Some of them are going to look beautiful. Some of them are going to be in the prime of their bloom, and you're going to be like, oh, man, she's going to love those. Don't get those. All right? Get the ones, like for her, lilies are one of her favorite flowers. All right? Which we had to stop getting because of the cats. That's Well, 
Those are her favorites. So what I do is I go find lilies normally just by themselves, and they've either just barely bloomed, like they're just opening up, or they haven't opened up at all. That's the way to go. So you give her the flowers. She's like, oh, how sweet. They look kind of stupid, but okay. And then three days later, she's like, oh, my God, these flowers are so gorgeous. And so it's like you bought flowers twice. It's like a twofer. Anyway, that's a bit of advice for you guys. But you see, these are a little colorful. These are the lilies right here, these little green wiener-looking deals. They'll be beautiful in a matter of three days. They'll uh, they'll start blooming away. They're going to be pretty. Okay, so I sent you two. It took me forever just to get them pulled up. Well, John Bird be at the Jawbone Jam. You better believe it. He sure will. John Bizzle. Everybody will be there. It's a requirement for the st- anybody. If if somebody from the station is not at the Jawbone Jam, you can rest assured that's because they've been fired. And if Let they're not fired at the coming, time, though. then they're they're going to be fired. Because we want to hang out with you guys if you come. Kim, uh, she didn't say she's going to be there, but I'm going to assume she is because she's a <laughs> trooper. Bama Phoenix says, "Watch Ben Shapiro re- reaction to insane TikToks." I've seen a couple of those. Um, direct eye contact. <gasps> Read what Kim wrote. What? what you... I'm gonna let you catch up. I will. I have a crush on Joe. Whoa. Oh, how about that? Ooh. Um, Pamela Eagle, watch out. Kim is pretty. <laughs> look at that. That may be a topic of discussion. I'm gonna hold off because you know I. I know Kim. I don't know Pamela Eagle, so... What I, if Kim is Pamela Eagle? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. How awesome would that be? No, we've seen pictures of Pamela Eagle. Those mm. are definitely two different people. Um, what is it? Direct eye contact? What does it say? With love languages shows a person how they give and receive love and how others give and receive love. Yeah, there's five love languages. The two are not always the same. The key is discussing how you want to receive love and how you're willing to give a... Is that related to my flowers? I don't know. They're talking about... They might be having another conversation in the chat. But there's five love languages. Like, some people give gifts to show love. Some people do things like, let me build you this doghouse, or let me paint the wall for you, or let me run and pick up your groceries. Some people do, like, like chores for you, or some people... Um, kiss all over you. That's what you do. You're affectionate. You're like, you're very affectionate. That's your love language. Uh, I think my love language involves alcohol, honestly. <laughs> um, with flowers, it shows it would be an example of gift giving. Of gift giving. Yeah. Yeah, but I think his, yeah, acts of kindness, acts of service. Um, some people are gift gi- He's not a gift giver, typically. It's more of the, this is him all night. Just touch, touch, touch. Nah. You no, know? I didn't mean. <laughs> Yeah, um, it is. And no count. I'm not. Why are you gonna, denying it? I don't know. Because I'm a man. I don't do that stuff. Yeah, I'm you a do. man. Yeah, you do. Uh, Kim, I'm not going to bring that up on the show. Don't worry. I'm going to keep your anonymity intact. <laughs> she said I should not have said that. I would. Uh, now, now, if John Burke comes to the show Monday or any day in the future and is like, hey, it didn't work out between me and Pamela Eagle, I'd be like, I got you covered, bro. Got to run her up. I it got should you be number one up. anyway. That was right. All right, so uh, where are we at? Where are we going? And I don't know how good these two particular reenactments are because I just pulled two up, but it's just her testimony and people 
reenacting it on TikTok. Reenactments of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard on TikTok. Take it away. I was walking out of the bedroom, slapped me across the face. I turned to look at him and I said, Johnny, you hit me. You just hit me. And I was walking out of the bedroom, slapped me across the face. I turned to look at him and I said, Johnny, you hit me. You just hit me. Oh, my God. Everybody's like, how is he slapping you in the face if you have to turn around? Yeah. Which she obviously could have just meant like this, you know. But. Right. Maybe he's like Stretch Armstrong and his arm went all the way around <laughs> and slapped her on the back side. All right. Let's try another one you sent. See what we got here. I lose my balance. Um, at this point, we're sitting next to each other at the, on the edge of the couch. Or I was on the edge of the couch. I was just sitting there on this on on this carpet, looking at the dirty carpet, wondering how I wound up on this carpet <laughs> and why I was never why I never noticed that the carpet was so filthy before, and I just didn't know what else to do. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to react. I just sat. <laughs> <laughs> we like, were you on the edge of the couch or were you on the carpet? <laughs> it's like, what oh the hell are you talking about, lady? That that lady actually did look like Amber Heard, believe it or not. So, do you think people? are so quick to jump to Johnny's defense because he's Johnny Depp? Or do you think it's because she looks like she's lying through her teeth on the stand? Um, what do you think? I mean, people are clearly jumping on the Johnny Depp bandwagon. I, I think they probably have like, um, probably like a pirate fetish or something. Oh, you, know. you think that's what They're it is? Into, the pirate lives for them? They're into peg legs, you know. Yes. Weirdos. Yeah, because I think there's probably some abuse that goes back and forth in that relationship. I don't think he's perfect by any means. Yeah, but listen. but she looks like she is lying like a rug. Yeah, see, there's some women you can just look at them and the way they carry themselves, the way they look, the look in their eyes. You can see deep down in in their soul, and you're like, well, that one right there <laughs> is a real. She's listen. She's supposed to be an actress, and the whole time she's like that look on her face. And I'm like, okay, first of all, you're saying that the day after you got punched in the face, you went to Coachella and partied with your friends. Use that same strength on the stand and be like, yes, he hit me. Yes, he don't sit that. She's literally sitting there 24 seven, like feel sorry for me. Look yeah. on her face. Well, it's important to know that these are both very. Uh, well-experienced actors, you well, know. He is anyway. <laughs> I I didn't even know Amber Heard I, was listen, a person I love until the, it started. I, I didn't know who it was. I love the fact that he said something along the lines of like the reason she got the job for Aquaman was because of him. Because they said something like you've like ruined her chances of getting a role, and he's like, "How do you think she got the last role she had?" Yeah, from being with Johnny Depp. Direct eye contact to me. Well, no, I was reading, <laughs> I, but I was going with what you're saying. They say uh, the Amber Heard proves that some of what she says is true. Uh, Amber Heard's evidence of anything that was done to her was either not recorded or faked after the fact. I'm having a hard time following that. Giggles watching narcissists put on a little play for all of us because they think their BS is important to the world. Um, that is true. I just, I don't know. Maybe Amber Heard's love language is getting smacked around. Maybe she's into that kind of thing. And maybe Johnny Depp's is cocaine. 
I don't know. And I say, if that's the case, let them live their life. This ain't about love. This ain't about a breakup. This is about $50 million. What if they get back together? What if... (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I mean, we know couples like that. What if Amber Heard wins, and then Johnny's like... I'm broke now. Listen, boo. I, I, ain't got 100 I need G's. you back. Let's just get back. 100 together. G's, 100 million. 100 million. She's suing for. That's what I meant. Did I say G's? I meant <laughs> M's. 100 M's. Anyway, I'm just curious why people are taking Johnny Depp's out because you weren't there. You don't know what happened. For all we know, he could be the worst person in the world. I know what happened. I was there. I was like, I'm like Brian Williams. I was there. Yeah, right. So was Hillary Clinton. Yeah, we were all there. She was running across that tarmac. And she, uh, the one that said she was running through that gunfire? Uh, well. From the airplane or something like that? Or yeah, helicopter? something like that. I know Brian Williams said that. I think mm-hmm. Brian Williams said he was shot I down. I thought he was shot down. Yeah, Joe Biden <laughs> I said think he got... she was running from the plane and he was shot down. Yeah, Biden said he was arrested over in the <laughs> Middle East and all this other BS. This play gets more and more interesting as it's told. Who's a better actor, Johnny and Amber or politicians and the media? Who's a better BSer? BS or actor? It's the same thing. You're mm. you're you BSing is acting as if something's Listen, true when even it's not. if Amber Heard is telling the truth, she looks like she's full of crap. So I'd have to say politicians. Yeah. Well, politicians are probably more experienced actors than actors themselves. Well, and I think with the exception of one role, Johnny Depp's all his roles have the same look on his face, just about. So I don't even think that's acting. I think that's just memorizing lines. And I love Johnny Depp, don't get me wrong. But I don't watch enough movies to know who's who or what they're back. Is Johnny Depp, he's got this accent. Where is he from? Edward Scissorhands. I mean, I know some of the movies he's in. I just Pirates I of the Caribbean. Yeah, I don't watch that. But I'm just, I'm afraid if I watch Pirates of the Caribbean, I'll like turn transgender or something. You know how Disney is. Um <laughs> But where is he from? Like, he's got an accent. He's got more of an accent than the Tesla guy who's from Africa. South Africa. You know where Johnny Depp's from? No idea. I don't I don't pay attention to the actors. He's from the pirate ship. Why don't Duh. you look it up real quick? Where's Johnny oh, Depp yeah. from? Oh, yeah. Wait, get that internet thing. Let I me know. try that. Internet will answer your question. Hey, internet. <laughs> where is Johnny Depp? From Kentucky. <laughs> Bro, what, what are you? Was, what was your guess? I was thinking like Spain or something. Well, no, I thought he was from America, dudes, but I didn't know Kentucky. Dudes from Owensboro, Kentucky. Owensboro, maybe. Yeah, yeah, Owensboro. Owensboro. <laughs> That's the cool version. Owensboro. <laughs> it's a rural class city in and. What? Owensboro is a home rural class city in and the county seat of Davies County. It is the fourth largest city in the state by population. So Owensboro is a pretty big city, right? Yeah. It's got a population of 60,000 people. That's big. I guess. Well, it's big. That's bigger than Leeds, Alabama, which is the home of Charles Barkley. I'd rather be living in the home of Charles Barkley than the home of Johnny Depp. 
I mean, let's be honest. Speaking of which, can I play it? Dude, we love Charles Barkley so much. That's I mean, there's fine. a play it, play it. Play listen, it. there fine. is a Charles Barkley statue located approximately three quarters of a mile from us right now. Why don't you just tell everyone where we live? Like, just go ahead and put our address <laughs> yeah, out on the internet. Well, you know, there's there's like four or five statues around here of Charles Barkley. So <laughs> I'm just excited about it. I really like Charles Barkley. Oh my uh, god. Let's see, well, Barkley. <laughs> what does the search history gonna look like right here? Look at that. Look at that. Typed in. I'll tell him after. I won't tell him yet. I won't Ain't give it away. With- All right, here we go. Set uh, it up with what he's talking about. All right, so this is the TNT halftime show, which consists of four people. Two of those people is Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley. So they're assessing what has just transpired in the first half of the game that they're you know doing coverage for. And Charles Barkley is talking about uh, the defense that is being played and how guys are pushing up against each other, normal basketball player or whatever. But watch what happens here. Bang, and then hit him with the chemological account. Kind of, you can't bang, bang, and go through. Or get it inside reverse, outside reverse pivot, make quick move. You have to get a small guy Well, the only way balance. a small guy can guard a guy like yourself or, or Joker is to take their legs away. So you're smaller, you're taking their base. So they're but, leaning in. But, yeah, but that that's, 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 not, that's, not what Dray, that's not what that's Draymond's doing. Draymond is bracing. Yeah. Yeah, Draymond and, jo- is bracing. and Joker, instead of going around him, he's just banging and banging and banging. When a guy's banging you, you don't you spin off of him. Those are the worst defenders to play against, actually. Because if you can feel their body, uh, come on. 18 <laughs> points for Joker, only nugget <laughs> in double figures. 69, 59. They are all still 12 years old. old. They never grow up. (laughs) (laughs) What is this? What are we watching? Proof that you never grow up. You didn't need to. (laughs) I can't. I cannot. I cannot deal with this. I go, And Joker, instead of going around him, he's just banging and banging and banging. When a guy's banging you, you you spin off of him. Those are the worst defenders to play against, actually. Because if you can feel their body, uh, come on. 18 <laughs> like, points come for on. Joker, only nugget in double figures. <laughs> Dude, Shaq's face, too. So and the good. one guy's trying to, like, reel them all in. <laughs> it's like, loosen up, just laugh. Dude, Charles is so freaking funny. When a guy's banging you, <laughs> that's terrible. That's terrible. You know, I I mentioned this. I know you didn't get to hear it because you were working, but I, I mentioned that I'm going to start doing a Charles Barkley quote of the day. So when something like this happens, oh you know, it's not going to be a consistent thing. It can't but just, be. There can't be that many quotes. They, like, when it happens, within the next day or two, we're going to do a segment and have mm-hmm. a theme song, maybe the Norris Barkley, you think I'm crazy? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And, uh... Bring the quote to the show. Play the audio of it. You think, I think you could get him on the show? Well, that's here's. This I mean, is, it wouldn't be hard. So I'm a very selfish person, so this is my angle. All right, I'm like, if I do that segment enough, maybe Charles will be in town and he'll just happen to catch it and be like, "Oh, that's funny." We're in the same building as Jocks. He's been on Jocks a hundred times. Um, excuse me, sir. We run into him. I mean, you can just say, well, hey, "Yeah, if hey, I man. see him." <laughs> If I see him, I'll definitely say something. But it's like normally when we see him, we see him at the 
the grocery store. Last time I saw him, it was during the pandemic. We were on the toilet paper aisle together. Yeah, he, he was carrying like armloads of toilet paper. And I asked if I could take a picture with him because I told Andrew he was in the store. Because like, I saw his car. I said, He's in the store. No, you got this is the way it happened from, from the <sighs> beginning. We you and I were leaving the grocery store and there was a big wide escalade. No, with no. A, Hold on. Let's tell what happened before that. I had just had oral surgery, so okay. my face was swollen out okay. to here. Set the stage. Okay. She, she's all swollen up. She's drugged up. Okay. We're leaving the grocery store, and I just, not to profile here, but I see a, a an extremely tall, ball-headed black guy. I see mm-hmm. the back of him. He's walking towards the store as we're leaving. And I'm like, huh, there's Charles Barkley. And she goes... I've heard it is. Well, yeah, I know what he drives, too. I've seen it enough. I've heard it is. I was like, I was just kidding, babe. That's not really true. Yeah, pull over the door. Let her out. <laughs> he thinks I'm just drunk from the medicine. And, and so so I let her out, and she goes in, and, and it's like five or ten minutes passed by, and she texts me. She's like, yeah, Tim, come see him. And I'm like, shut up. Come on. We got to go. And she's like, no, I'm for real. And so I walk in there, and there she is. By the toilet paper, talking to Charles Barkley. Well, and he actually said something to me first. And then so since he was speaking to me, because, you know, people were a little weird. I mean, the pandemic had just started. So people were a little weird at that moment. And he said something to me first. And and maybe he said, do you want a picture? Or maybe I said it. I think you said it. I think I said it because I wanted to send it to Andrew to show he was really in the store. And then he told you. And then he told me to take my mask off. Take that. <laughs> so take that damn mask off. Yeah, he's like, if you want a picture, you got to take your mask off. And yeah. I was like, fine, but I'm swollen. I just had, or- like, my face was, like, out to here. So I'm sure when I took my mask off, he thought, oh, my God. I'm surprised. Well, what the hell wrong with you, lady? <laughs> but yeah. I did. I took a picture and sent it to Andrew. About that time, Andrew turned the corner and was, like, starstruck. Let me, just for the sake, I mean, it's not like we got anything else to do. Let me do a few funny Charles Barkley quotes. Okay. Because I think the dude is just absolutely hilarious. Okay. Second to none. I stopped one day and got it, gave this guy like a hundred dollars. Yeah. He had a sign that says, No line here, folks. Want money for alcohol? And I thought the sign was so funny. I pulled over and gave him a hundred dollars. What was the line? I That's thought, good. Oh, That's I love good. That. He oh, said, yeah. No line here, folks. He said there was a guy on the corner with a sign like a homeless guy. He's like, There's no line here, folks. I'm just looking for money for alcohol. Mm-hmm. Need a hundred dollars. And so he thought it was so funny. He stopped and gave him a hundred dollars. That's funny. I want the money for alcohol. Yes. And you gave him $100? I did. That was a great... What year did he graduate? I don't know. Kim's asking. I'm not sure. We don't sure. know what year he graduated. No, but you can Google it. It's fine. He didn't lie. I'm tired of Googling. I've been Googling all day. Do <laughs> you know who this one is? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's Barkley. Hey, listen. There's no <laughs> way about that. <laughs> I, I, I really hate working here sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, the round mound of rebound. Draw me like one of your Auburn girls. <laughs> Look at Clyde Drexler. Why is Clyde Drexler going in the game? He's just sitting on the stanchion. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get a certain amount of money, you're famous. No your matter friend, who you are and what they family. just assume that you're gonna grab the bill all the time. Yeah, especially black folks. <laughs> <laughs> you know. All right. Okay. You don't have to be this honest. <laughs> See, that's Charles Barkley and and Michael Jordan. I wonder if that's when Jordan was in Birmingham. Somebody showed me his house in Greystone the other day. Or a few weeks ago. 
I'd never seen it before, uh-huh. but it was pretty massive back when he was playing for the Barons. You know, you know. Chaos is broke loose. There we go. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that was weak. Hey, man. Chaos is broken loose here in the studio. <laughs> NBA on TNT. What is going on? Oh. about the nacho Over cheese. the Phoenix Suns. Old cheese, Shaq. Oh. And the chips are stale. Oh, man. Good one, man. Phoenix turning it over 24 oh, times. What about the seats and game? the cushions on the seat when you sit down in the oh, seats? Oh, man. Those chicks, they, they dirty seats. <laughs> 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 we actually, we actually, they're telling me we do have B-roll of him swinging. No, no, please. Please. <laughs> okay, there it is. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> that was the one thing uh, about Charles that everybody used to talk about around here was when he would do these regions classic golf tournaments, mm-hmm. like his swing was the topic of discussion all the time. Speaking of, we've got a, an event coming up, a 99.5 golf event. I saw it on our little announcement sheet, but I I have no idea what it was about. Well, I sent you something in Messenger. Okay. So just... Oh, look. It's, a, it's us with Charles. How about this? This is from the grocery store story. Uh, there's... Charles, you see the dog food behind us. Paper, uh, so toilet mask papers under his neck. <laughs> he pulled his mask down, and uh, let's see. Here is Trish with my swollen face. With her swollen. <laughs> 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 Look at this. Look at that. He looks much happier in my picture. There's a toilet paper. How about that? Yeah, I told you. He's the, carrying the big two mopper. big things of toilet paper in his hand. He's like, well, what's wrong with this lady's face? <laughs> Did you hit her? <laughs> no, Charles. I didn't hit I didn't hit her. Yeah. That's so funny. That's the same thing. That's good stuff. I said we just got into a fight over the toilet paper and yeah. Charles won. It looks like he punched me in the face. Yeah, back then it was by the way, it was hard to find toilet paper. The Do fact you know that it grief? was in the picture. Do you know how much grief I got because we pulled our mask down? In that picture? When you posted the picture? Yes. You're going to get Charles Buckley sick. I was, he's the one that asked me to pull it down. <laughs> anyway. People are so dumb. I know. But now listen, if you're a masked person, so be it. But the concept of telling other people they have to wear masks has been stupid from the beginning. Yeah. And now we know. Uh, we follow the science and we find out that it's not. By the way, did we ever do our... Our podcast where we talked about Watch the Water? Yes. Well, we didn't. Yes. We talked about it last week. Did we? Yeah. That's another Remember thing. Remember we y'all had need Tony to, on? Yeah. Y'all need to watch Watch the Water, but you want to watch 20, uh, 2,000 Mules first. Yeah. So make sure y'all take care of that first. So. You got anything else you want to talk about? I think that's it. Cuzzy. What's for dinner? Shredded. Do it wait. What? Shredded chicken tacos. Do I? Did you do it for real? I thought you didn't do it. I didn't put it in the crock pot, but I can still cook it on the stove. Nice. I feel like I should be the one cooking tonight. Okay, yeah. That <sighs> sounds good. Thank you for bringing that. Yes. Why did I say that? Yes. Um, I don't feel good. I'm just kidding. I'll do it. I'm looking forward to some shredded chicken tacos you're such you're such a uh cooker 
that she doesn't think twice about it being Mother's Day. She just, she cooks almost every single night, which is something mm-hmm. I've never experienced in my life. Is But see, to me, that's like, I mean. And we don't, you know, a lot of people eat out fast food, restaurants, whatever. We don't do that. We mm-hmm. It is so. We have pizza night, though. Yeah, but it's so few and far between that we do, like, takeout. Is like we got Milo's the other day, and we're like, my God, it we was just thirty dollars for bucks two people, for two meals. And we didn't get anything crazy. I got the mega meal, which is what yeah, I always get. It's yeah. like a, a a double patty burger, and it's always been a really big burger. And we got it like a little weenie, like mm-hmm. double cheeseburger. And I'm like, hey, what is this? Yeah, it's like fifteen bucks for freaking number ten at Milo's. I'm like, no, we do, all? we do. I mean, we need to get back to our salads every night. I want to. I actually want to do that tomorrow. Yeah, we Can need we to get that? back to our salads every night, but we do cook every night. And if we've got leftover chicken, shredded chicken, we can put yeah, that on there. Yeah, we will. There. We've got tons of shredded chicken. I'm good. I'll, I'll do uh, salads all week, and then we can throughout <laughs> the week we'll come up with a plan. You, what is Phoenix saying? <laughs> mm. He said, "Damn, Miss Trish even looked great after." Oric surgery. I think he meant oral. <laughs> well, thanks, Bama Phoenix. I don't know what oric surgery, but it sounds painful. Andrew, you better not F this relationship up. You're way too out of your league. I'm aware of that. He says a cooker with a cluttered hoarder car. It's clean right now. That. It actually is. It's clean. It actually is, believe it or not. Yep, because I had to drive my grandmother the other day. Which you never did. Yes, I did. I thought you didn't pick her up. No, my grandmother, um, her battery died on her car. She yeah, was but... at the hospital, and so I went and I picked her up, took her home, oh, got her other her. key. Yes, I... are are you new? Uh, <laughs> okay. This is where she says so, you must have been telling your other this, girlfriend. By the this. way, I want to ask you guys your opinion on this before we leave. So, my dad calls me the other day and says your grandmother is broken down at. The hospital, she can't get her car to start. She's got a brand new Altima. Um, so I'm trying to figure out like what could be wrong with her car. I get there, and the key fob is dead. Okay? Right. And the manual to the key fob says that if the key fob is dead, your car will not crank, which is crazy to me. Yeah, that's what mine does. That is crazy to me. So I take her home to get her second key fob, which she lives in Vestavia, and at the time we're on 280. So I drive her to Vestavia, get her key fob, go back to the place, and realize I need to jump her car off because the lights have been blaring for so long that now the battery's dead. So I jump her car off. I jump her car off, and she goes home. So my dad calls me that night, and he's like, I want you to come by and get some money for running and getting your grandmother at the hospital. And I'm like, you don't have to pay me to go get my grandmother from the hospital and take her home. Like, like, no. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like, why would you do that? He calls me every day this week asking when I'm going to come get this money. My grandmother calls me twice trying to give me money. And I'm like, you guys, I don't need money for running my grandmother home. Like, this is crazy. I go over there yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yes, it was yesterday. He gave me $150 for running my grandmother home. And then she spends it all before she gets home. Well, I went and bought paint after that, but he wouldn't <laughs> let me refuse. That's the important part of this story. And I'm I'm sitting there perplexed. My brother's there at the time, and I said, I feel so insulted. Like, why would he 
want to give me money for giving my grandma. I mean, she's my grandmother, you know, I wouldn't charge anybody. If there was somebody there that looked normal, I'd take them home and not charge them either. Wait, a stranger. Look, what look normal. Tell us what normal looks like. Like they're not acting like they're going to kill me if I take them home. I've, I've picked people up and taken them places before. I picked a girl off, off up off the side of the interstate. Don't recommend doing this, but, and took her, she was a younger girl, and I was afraid somebody else was going to pick her up, so I did. Would you pick me up if you saw no, me? No, you don't look normal. Daggum. No, you look... Look at your hair. Like, you look crazy. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. my question is... So, I, I talk to my brother when my dad leaves the room, and I'm like, why in the world will these people not allow me to do a favor for my grandmother? Like, what's... I mean, what is going on here? So, my brother, of course, being my brother, he asked my dad. And my dad's like, here's the thing. When you're younger and you're building your, you know, your house or your, your, you know, your career or whatever, you don't have money, you get used to not having money. And then when you get older and you have all the money you need, you just decide to bless people with it and give it to them. And so if they do something for you, it's not that you're paying them, it's that you're, you got it laying there and you just hand it over. And I'm just still think this is so bizarre. Do you guys pay people to do favors for you? Well, it no, I don't think that's normal behavior. But I think when it comes to your dad, uh, I I could see my mom or my dad doing a. Here's what I thought happened. I thought you went to get her, and then she had already gotten it figured out. So you no. spent all that time going over there, and mm-hmm. he wanted to pay you for your time. But the thing was for your dad. He was supposed to be the guy to go get her. Well, that's and then what he said since too. you went and did yeah. it, he's he's like, "Well, you did me a solid, so let me just." And that is what he cash. he said. I didn't have to get out of the house, and and what it came down to is my dad doesn't have a cell phone. He doesn't need one. He doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> and he said, "I had no idea how to even get to St. Vincent's where she was, and if I could even find her once I got there. So I just called you to have you do it. And so I thought that I would." give you a little money and to me it just felt so wrong taking money for running my grandmother to do other families because every time you try to do something like my brother my grandparents air conditioner was running funny so he went and looked at it and my grandfather gave him a hundred bucks and he's like I don't want a hundred bucks I'm your grandson I'm already here visiting you and I just looked at the air conditioner real quick so it was just so strange to me. Like every time you do something, mm. they want to give you money. Like families are supposed to just do things for each other. Could it be? You know? Could it be that? I don't know. Do you think it comes from a place of guilt? Maybe something from the past where maybe a parent, not your dad in particular, but a parent is like, you know, I could have been a better better parent. I could have been no. a better mom or a better dad. And so, Mm-mm. you know, they're like... No, my whole family's this way. Like, my grandparents are this way. My aunts and uncles are this way. The whole freaking family does that. And it makes you feel like you're not a family. Okay. That's hey, how it makes me feel. Cause like, I've got a solution. You give them my phone number, and when they uh-huh. need favors, they call me. Okay. I'll let them know what the price is. Okay. And then they pay me, <laughs> and then we'll split the money. Well, and this is how my dad got me to take it, because I wouldn't take the money. And he handed it to my brother, and my brother, of course, was like, sure, I'll take it. <laughs> I was like, you ain't taking it. If anybody's taking it, I'm taking it. 
That's the only reason I took it. And then I went and bought paint with it. So, I mean, I got something out of it. But I, Expensive the point, paint. The point is, is that normal behavior? I could, see, I could see my mom or my dad doing that. So. Does anybody have an answer? Is that normal, guys? Is that normal? Like, do you do that in your family with the younger people in your... But then I did think about the girl that came to cut my hair as one of my daughter's friends. Mm-hmm. You remember when she came, not this past time, but the time before that. And I gave her $100 to cut my hair because right. that's what I always give. Your other one. Your My stylist. hair lady. Yeah. That's what I, the minimum I give her. And she thought she was just coming to do it as a favor. So when I gave her the money, she was like... Why are you paying me? I'm just here to visit your daughter and I'm cutting your hair while I'm here. So then it made me feel a little bit better because the reason I gave her that money was because I, she's 22 and I knew she had rent due. Yeah. And I was like, well, let me just give her, you know. Well, you So know, maybe it's like that. I don't know. Maybe, I just, maybe you're just getting your good juju back. I guess. I ended up giving the lady at Taco Bell the rest of it because I did stop and get Lauren Taco Bell. That's, on how, my home. That, that's how guilty she felt about <laughs> getting the money. She's like tipping the lady at the drive thru. I Taco gave her Bell like thirteen dollars to I gave her all that was left. I'm not against <laughs> I'm not against you giving fast food employees money because no, I give them money every time just about that I Well, and they, they probably need it more than your average person. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of cases what people will do will pay for the people behind them. Mm-hmm. And the purpose of that, obviously, is to hopefully it will get paid forward until it hits the person in line that needs it the most. Right. Um, or at least it'll hit, it'll go at least until the person in front of somebody who's got like a $50 order and they're like, hey, I'm not paying theirs. Right. Um, but that's good because I, I, I got a feeling that not a lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. And giving the cashier a little extra money. Right. Because, you know, that could be... They could be, you know, a couple days before payday, and they're struggling, and they didn't even know how they were going to get home for gas. And they're like, you, with your $13, could have been an answered prayer. Well, and it was funny because I stopped to get the nachos for my daughter as a surprise, and then Andrew got to eat them because my daughter never ah. ate them. So he walked in the door. He's like, why do we have Taco Bell? I was oh, like, that'll be your dinner for tonight, honey. So <laughs> I got out of cooking for that reason. It was so good. And then I had taquitos later. Yeah. Taquitos and what was... Uh, um, so that was... A, we had talk stuffed. We, we uh, had fast food this week. Yeah, we had like fast food every day this week. No, um, we did not. I, well, I meant this weekend, but... I was going to say, no, we did not. We had pizza and Taco Bell. I had night. taquitos and then we went to Walmart and I got stuffed crazy bread from Little Caesars. Get any. Was there any left? Did you eat it all, both packs? I didn't even get it. You didn't? You no, didn't even get it? I, I took a bite off of one in the car while you were in the gas station. Yeah, they were good. Um, Did you but really I had eat both, both what? packs of crazy bread? Okay, listen. It's... it's, it's, it's it was, it's been a long time since they had the stuffed crazy bread, okay? And I've thought a lot about it since it's been yeah, gone. Well, yeah. And so the fact that it was back... I was a little excited. I'm not trying to crazy bread fat shame you here. No, I just uh, feel, am like... I'm extremely fat shamed right now. <laughs> I'm just like shocked that you ate both packs. Well, well there was um, there was three per pack. <laughs> okay. And I actually started off only eating three of them. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, 
there's two and a half left. And they're not good the next day. And they're not, yeah, exactly. They're not good the next day. And so I'm going to go ahead and knock this out Mm -hmm. and get it out of the way. Yeah. And so I was really doing you a favor because you could have eaten bad uh, cheese sticks. Well, and technically speaking, you ate a nacho bel grande when you got home at like seven o'clock. Which is odd for me to eat something that early. And then all you ate when we got home from the store were the taquitos I had thrown in the... I was going to make shredded tacos the night before. And because he ate that nacho bel grande at 7 o'clock, I was like, well, that's going to be your dinner. You're not going to eat a whole nother meal on top of that. Right. So technically, the breadsticks were your dinner. Exactly. That's why I had to eat six of them. Because you didn't eat breakfast and lunch, right? Yep, that's right. I saved it for my six breadsticks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to pull you out of the hole. <laughs> uh, you did a good job. You did a good job. Now I want crazy bread. Uh, we can't uh, be eating crazy bread tonight. We've got to get back on track. Oh, you can go. No, care. I've got a doctor's appointment to go get weighed in. All right, so real quick before we get out of here, how do you guys feel about this Sunday night? Has this been okay for you guys? Sunday night at 6, ideally. I think if mm-hmm. we stick with 6 o'clock, that would be good. Again, the majority of the people that consume the show are listening and watching after the fact. Right. So as far as when it's live only matters to you guys and a few others that aren't here. Um, as long as you are good with this, I think this works out very well for us. I've been so tired today, all day long, and now that me and Trisha sat here and BSed for an hour and a half, I actually feel better. Mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel more alive than I've felt since this morning. You have felt bad today. Yeah. You're going to need that energy to go cook me dinner. Oh, God. Get in the kitchen, sir. Get in the kitchen. Get that oh, apron on. That's right. I'm going to, um, yeah, I'm about to go in there and I'm going to cook. I want to be wearing nothing but an apron as uh, I try to seduce Trish while I cook. No, sir. We have children in this house. Nah, they're outside. They're, they're not in the house. <laughs> They've got their own studio apartment. Out back. Yeah. I'll just lock the Why door. Why don't you just go ahead and give our address and tell where the kids live? All right. I want everybody to pull up Google Maps real quick. <laughs> I'm about to throw some numbers at you. I want y'all to be able to see our property. Oh, my gosh. No, I would not do that. It's too many crazy. By the way, I was I was at the vape store on Saturday, yesterday, mm-hmm. and we get a phone call, and I'm like, uh, Vapor Forge 280, and it got quiet. And it was like, wait a minute, is this Andrew? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, hey now. It was Alan from Nectar. Mm. And Alan proceeded to to give me a 10-minute monologue on how ultra MAGA he is and and how much he loves Trump and everything else, which I do too. I get it. Uh, Tying up the business phone line for 10 minutes. And I finally had to tell Alan, I'm like, I love you. I'm so happy you listened to my show. And I want you to call the show, but I gotta go, cuz. I'm working. Man, I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and let you go. Hey, real quick, I called Terry Sewell's office the other day and they called me a racist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Alan, I gotta go, buddy. Um, I love Alan, though. He's good people. He lives out in Nectar. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says he's got a, a, a piece of property where he's so high up that he can see Red Mountain nice. from Nectar. I have no idea where Nectar is. Yeah, well, we're gonna go over there and see him one day. He invited us. 
He sounds like he knows how to party, so that's why I want to go over there. Oh, all right, all right. All right, so we are out of here. Thank y'all so much for uh, hanging out with us yet again. And just a reminder, we'll do it again next Sunday. Yes. And Jawbone Jam. Yes. May 26th. That'll be not this coming Thursday, but the next. Is that wow, right? Wow, it's coming up quick. Yeah, a week from Thursday, Jawbone Jam. This Thursday, we'll be at the Barons game. If okay. you want to go to the game after you get mm. off work, you can't. If not, I'll just come home after the broadcast. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> um, I usually get like two tall boy beers, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go home. So Thanks for coming, guys. We'll do that. We're out of here, and until next time. Bye, guys. Have a good week. See you, Coles. Now.